Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. I'm here for your week nine review, and this week I'm joined by um, star of your TikTok, but also um, star of your Channel Five screens on a Sunday. I'm with Ash and the NFL. How are you? I'm not too bad, not too bad. I'm slowly. I think I know we're like literally halfway through the season, but I think I've slowly gotten used to kind of my sleep regime now and just a high <laughs> intake of caffeine. Um, to deal with kind of the late nights, early mornings um, that us fans decided upon to have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this season I've actually, for the first time, bought Game Pass. So I'm now um, watching it sort of, normally like, I watched it up till Sunday night. And then when it gets to the 1am game on a Sunday night football, I tend to watch that in the morning at like 6am and just like watch till 8am before the day starts. That's sort of my routine now, whereas years before... It was staying up late and watching games, whereas now I can actually pause and fast forward games. So that's been quite handy. I know, I know. Honestly, some people have issues with Game Pass, but it's been my saving grace as well, Mm. obviously, because I have to wake up early for a lovely day job. Um, So, yeah, obviously having Game Pass is just it's a godsend, I think, for us um, over here that gives us the opportunity to do that. Um, But some games are just too good to kind of fall asleep on. I'm just like, no, stay up, just be grumpy the next day. Um, and just tell people to kind of avoid me. Um, but such is life <laughs> for six months of the year for us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for my experience, I've I've tried Game Pass on, obviously I use it on my iPad, but I do have tried it on a smart TV before, and it's it's definitely worse than the smart TV. I mean, I know whenever I've watched it on a smart TV, for example, it's always, you can't actually, fast, you can't rewind games. You can only, you can pause it, but you can't, like say, for example, if you miss a certain play or you want to watch something again, you literally can't go back or if you want to watch again the next morning and if you've watched half of it you can't like skip to a certain point of the game you have to watch it either the whole way through um so it, it's i find on a smart tv it's much more frustrating than it is on an ipad or phone for example see we're gonna have to do a whole other podcast on this because i've never had any issues <laughs> um, no. yeah. with going back like recapping and stuff but i tend to hook up my laptop to like my main tv Uh, and then i've got like three other screens anyway because i can't just watch one game i've got to have like two games on and then i've got to have red zone on as well i'm one of those guys um but i i don't know i might just be a lucky one that has never had an issue with game pass um if there's others out there that are like me great um but yeah i'll (laughs) obviously try and help people out because i seem to just be okay with it um but yeah no obviously like being able to kind of have a recap and watch in the morning um or you know even those little highlights and stuff without having to watch a full three hour long game um you know it is great so i'm very thankful for that yeah yeah and you have sort of answered my my next question about how a typical sunday looks in your household is is it is a red zoning sort of game pass and then you have the packers game on one and then (laughs) one screen and red zone on the other or Obviously. So Packers is yeah. my priority. Um, it's my team, my number one team. Um, I'm here for it, ride or die, um, regardless of any current situations circulating in the news. <laughs> but yeah, no, I will definitely try and have that on. And then I've obviously got Sky Sports and stuff as well. So if they are showing a good game that I'm, you know, heavily interested in, um, you know, I might have some fantasy players on that, for example. Uh, I'll make sure I have that up too. Um, and then I dip in and out of red zone as well. Because um, obviously... If I could have it my way, I'd have, you know, eight screens up um, with kind of all <laughs> games on and yeah. kind of trying to watch them all at once. Um, so, yeah, no, you've got to be selective. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's, um, it is kind of very much locked and loaded from about 4 p.m. onwards. 
I tell mm-hmm. people not to disturb me. I'm kind of, you know, I'm busy. I'm occupied. Um, if they want to join me with watching NFL, great. Not a problem. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's pretty much leave me to my own devices um, for kind of like nine hours of football. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in terms of obviously since we last spoke, you've, you've taken up a job with Channel 5 on NFL Endzone. Um Obviously, you filmed that with Chris Milner, who's um, someone I've got to know quite well and someone people will know from this podcast from the National Vintage League. Yeah. Um, what sort of, how's that been, first of all? But also, what, how does it look? Do you, what, what, what sort of day of the week do you film? Um, and what, what is it like overall just uh, working on TV and working for uh, a show such as NFL Endzone? Oh, so it's so much fun. Um, like, I um, got into NFL Endzone um, last season anyway. Um, which is like really fun. It's a magazine style show. So if nobody has kind of um, watched it yet, please do tune in. It's Sunday morning at 10.30am on Channel 5, straight after Spongebob, which is always great. Um, (laughs) But it's like, it's a fun magazine style show. Do you know what I mean? So um, we do obviously delve into kind of the previous week's winners and losers. um, But I think it's great also um, for attracting kind of new fans and stuff. So people who don't really... Um, have kind of as in-depth knowledge as some of kind of like the hardcore diehard fans, um, you know, who are definitely out there as well. Um, but it caters to kind of everybody, um, which is really fun. And obviously we've got Corey over in the States as well, um, who's just beautiful to look at anyway, uh, which is always a treat. Um, <laughs> but it's so much fun. And obviously it's very different um, from where I started, kind of just, you know, me and my phone in my bedroom um, recording little videos and stuff. Um, and I've got to do another one later this evening as well. So kind of a busy day for me. Um, but it's so much fun. So we kind of record midweek on a Wednesday um, for the previous week's show, if that makes sense. So we're like mm-hmm. a week in arrears. Um, and then obviously Corey is out doing the Thursday games this season, which is really yeah. fun. Um, so on a Sunday, uh, obviously you get to rewatch um, kind of the Thursday night game as well. Um, we recap kind of the previous week's winners and losers. And I just think it's a great little half an hour slot and stuff to get you psyched mm. and get you ready um, for kind of Sunday games. Um, but it's so much fun. Um, and obviously, every day is a school day for me. I'm getting to learn so much about the history and stuff. Um, Chris Milner, he is just kind of a, he's just an encyclopedia of knowledge um, mm. kind of when it comes to everything. So it's been so much fun. Um, and I'm just so grateful and thankful um, just to have this opportunity, I guess. Um, and I mean, it's talking about NFL and talking about sport. Um, what's kind of not to love about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any chance mm. you can get to watch NFL content, it's always it's always a bonus. But you mentioned winners and losers. Um, one of the winners this week was the Indianapolis Colts, who beat the New York Jets 45-30. And again, that's oh, a lot closer than it actually was. I mean, that was, for a lot of time, that was a hammering, an absolute hammering. So um, it's good to see the Colts winning games now. I think they're definitely could be set for a push uh, towards the playoffs whereas the Jets are, are the Jets um yeah I think you said it you said it there the Jets are the Jets <laughs> yeah <laughs> um there's been a couple of breaking news in the last week involving the Browns who did beat the Bengals 41-16 um recent news involving Nick Chubb who is out of the game coming up uh he has been tested positive for COVID-19 uh but also wide receiver Odell Beckham uh has been released um and he's now been put he on the waiver wire um, so I want to get from you, Ash. Um, which team do you see him suiting up for next? Oh, goodness. I mean, um, so I have the Sleeper app, which is I use kind of mainly for fantasy, but it is um, a treasure trove of knowledge um, that just gets released straight away. 
um, which is always fantastic. Um, so there's been quite a few teams actually that have come out and said they don't want OBJ, um, which I kind of get, um, to be honest with you. Um, but I've kind of said from the get-go with him, because um, I think there were some like rumours circulating right at the beginning of the season, um, you know, that he could be traded um, and stuff like that. I I personally wouldn't have an issue if he came to the Packers. Um, I think it could be a really nice kind of slot for him. Um, there's going to be people who disagree with me. Um, but I know Seattle as well, um, there's been talk about them potentially wanting him there too, which could be quite nice as well for Russell Wilson. Um so I don't know. I think for me, probably at the moment, it's looking like either the Packers or Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know um, if if you know otherwise, but those have been kind of the only two teams that have really kind of stood out and actually said something um, rather than kind of completely saying, no, we, don't, we're like, we won't even pick him up. We won't even consider him. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, the Beckham, I think he likes to be the main guy and he likes the lifestyle. Like, he liked New York because of the lifestyle, which I don't think that's why, I think that's why partially he didn't really click in Cleveland was because it's not really that sort of town. So that's what I thought until they signed the Sean Jackson today. I thought the Raiders were a perfect shout because, first of all, he'd be the main guy in terms of the main receiver there. Also, as well as Darren Waller, the tight end, but I think also because of the lifestyle in Vegas. But now they signed the Sean Jackson, I think that that's out the window. I do think I do think the Rams are a shout because I think again it's LA lifestyle. Yes, he would be mm. sharing reps with um, you know, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, um, but I think that's somewhere he would go to. And also Von Miller's been sort of trying to um, sort of make it happen on Instagram. But I do think the best fit for him is probably going to be the Packers or Seahawks because. Yeah, you got Devontae Adams, yeah, you got DK Metcalf. Um, but I do think he wants to go somewhere he wants to win. I think he's at a point of his career now where he's been at New York. Um, obviously, he wasn't a winning franchise then. Uh, he's been to Cleveland, which obviously got to the playoffs, but he wasn't really a part of that. So I think now, I think he's perfect for the Packers. They've, for years, needed a good number two receiver. And I think the Seahawks, they got Ty Lockett and DK Metcalf. Would they want a third guy? Probably. Um, so I think the best fit for him is it's going to be Packers but I think overall he's going to go to the Rams that's my position they're on top of a win now mode they haven't got to give draft picks in order to get him I don't believe so mm. yeah that, that's that's my thinking anyway definitely um, one team that has been linked who I've not heard much of recently were the New England Patriots they beat the Panthers 24-6 which included a um, Stephen Gilmore got involved I think he got a fumble recovery in this game um, and then the Ravens Vikings played out with 34-31 uh, win for the Baltimore Ravens in overtime. Uh, Lamar Jackson once again leading a comeback for the for the Ravens. Um, talking of the Raiders, they did lose 23-16 to the New York Giants, um, but they still do. I think they're either tied or top of the AFC West. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. This is the next game you want to focus on. The Atlanta Falcons beat the New Orleans Saints 27-25 in a very topsy-turvy game that saw 32 points scored between the two teams in the fourth quarter. Um, sort of. Touchdowns came from Alameda Zacchaeus. Uh, Matt Ryan scored a rushing touchdown. Yes. Uh, Zacchaeus scored another one, actually, as well. Callaway um, and Alvin Kamara and Kenny Stills, my boy, uh, all, all <laughs> got touchdowns in this game. But Young Way Q got the winning kick. Um, in terms of this, do you think, also, we saw the the Saints beat the Buccaneers surprisingly with Trevor Simeon as quarterback. Um, and obviously, this, this win has borne back to reality. 
Um, first of all, do you think there's anything in terms of is there hope left for the Falcons season? But also, do you think the Saints have still got every chance of making a playoff despite this loss? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, um, start off with the Saints, obviously. Them beating the Packers in the opening game in week one, it seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> um, and mm. I just don't think the Saints have actually looked the same since, to be honest. Um, I feel as if maybe um, James Winston's injury might be the big preventer on the Saints getting to the Super Bowl this year, maybe. Um, but I mean, the Saints are the Saints are a good team. Um, I don't want to rule them out. Um, when it comes to the Falcons, um, somebody is going to have this on record somewhere. Um, but I've definitely said that the Falcons are going to make the playoffs. Um, oh my God! And it looks like they might if they continue on this lucky streak. And I will say lucky. Um, I mean, if they didn't have Young Wei Koo, um, I, I, you know. Who knows kind of what the outcome would be. That guy has got, you know, he's a great kicker. Um, and that field goal was fantastic, especially with the Falcons playing, um, you know, in New Orleans. That is a tough stadium to kind of play in. Um, but, I mean, Matt Ryan, he really had kind of a classic vintage performance, which was nice to see. Um, but, I mean, kind of a classic Falcons game as well. Um, the Saints kind of had a storming comeback um, in the fourth quarter, I think they scored 22 points, if I remember reading that correctly, in that fourth quarter. Um, so I was kind of, I definitely had my head in my hands uh, because I had that game on one of my screens. Um, and I just thought to myself, this cannot be a classic Falcons game where they choke right at the end. Um, it kind of, it always happens. Um, but, you know, what a fantastic kind of win for them and definitely one that they needed. Um, and, you know, always kind of nice when you see a team and playing in the London games as well. Um, I was rooting for them. So maybe if they continue to have some luck, who knows? I'm not 100% sure what the rest of their season looks like. Um, but I don't think it's too tricky um, in terms of kind of games and teams that they're playing. Uh, but obviously they have had their bye week. Um, so, you know, it, it, it could just be a question of hoping that nobody else gets injured. Obviously, I know Calvin Ridley is out. Um, but, you know, they've got some great players and stuff on their team. Um, so fingers crossed for them, um, I say. Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I backed the Falcons to make the playoffs. And I had Matt Ryan as my prediction for comeback player of the year. Um, so I and of course, I was rooting them in, the, in London because they were playing the Jets. But looking at their <laughs> schedule, um, they've got to play the Bills and the Buccaneers. They've got to play the Cowboys next. Uh, the Patriots, um, thankfully at home, not on the road. They've got to play the 49ers. They've got to play the Panthers. But they do get to play the um, Lions and the Jaguars. So they've got... Oh, that's a tricky more. schedule, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, take it all uh, back. <laughs> but I think with that offence, I think I mean, Calvin Ridley's uh, absence is probably going to make it harder for him. But I think they've got a good offence. I mean, Carl Pitts has, has looked good most of the season. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And obviously, Cordell Patterson's had some sort of renaissance this year. Um, and yeah, so I think... Maybe they'll be just short, but I think definitely there's definitely um, progress there made from. I think Arthur Smith has done a done a good, done a reasonably good job uh, in his in his first year with the with the team. Um, our next thing to focus on is one I've been looking forward to the whole week as the <laughs> Dolphins finally got a win, 
albeit not not a great performance, but we got a win, 17-9 over the Houston Texans to now go 2-7. and seven. Um, In terms of the stats of this game, it wasn't great reading for either quarterback. Um, looking at the stats of this game, um, Jacoby Brissett had one touchdown, two interceptions, 244 yards, but was sacked four times. With Tyrod Taylor threw for zero t- t- touchdowns, three interceptions, and he was sacked five times. Uh, the leading rusher with only 34 yards was Mark Glass-Gaskin. Jalen Waddle led the game with 83 receiving yards, um, but there's actually three fumbles in this game from Bissett, Gaskin and Jordan Aikens. Uh, but defense, defense is where the game really stood out for either team. Um, Emmanuel Ogba got two and a half sacks. Um, and then looking at other stats in this game, there was uh, five interceptions and there was also nine turnovers in this game. So this game for me was very much um, one that we didn't really play well, but we got the win. That's all that matters. But because um, think about the point now where because we, we own the Eagles pick and the, and the 49ers own ours, we can't really be in a position to tank. We've got, we, I think we should still go out and win games. We did this a couple of years ago and it helped us to a good season last year. So I think for now we have to just keep winning games uh, or keep trying to win games. It doesn't get any harder than the Baltimore Ravens on, on Thursday night. But um, I just think that we need to be there some confidence back. We need to get, hopefully this win will get us confidence. Uh, but yeah. you, it wasn't it wasn't exactly a performance you'd go home happy about because there was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of errors. Um, yeah, I think overall, I think you've got to take the win because we've had games this season where we, we should have won and we didn't. So um, the law of averages means that we have got the win here. But again, it's, it's not exactly <laughs> going to be a win we're going to look back on in a few years and look, oh, wow, that was a good win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't the best, but we'll, we'll, we'll take what you can get right now after the last few yeah. weeks have been. Um, Talk about performances. The biggest shock, also, I think, of the whole weekend was a really low scoring game, but the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Buffalo Bills 9 6. It was quite quite an astonishing performance from both teams. Also, the Dallas Cowboys lost 30 16 to the Denver Broncos, who had just lost Von Miller to the Rams. I mean, that that's two there. That's two shocking results that no one, I don't think anyone, probably had in their predictions before before the game started. No, I mean, both of those games completely ruined parlays and accumulators for me. (laughs) It was not something I was expecting at all. Um, The fact that the Jaguars kept the Bills to six points alone. Mm. um, I mean, where did that performance come from, to be honest? Um, I mean, the the Jags have arrived, um, but God bless the Bills. Um, I'm really rooting for Josh Allen as well. He's one of my favourite quarterbacks currently um, in the NFL. Um, so, you know what? Everybody has kind of a bad week and stuff. So maybe just this is this is their moment. Um, but yeah, and obviously um, the Cowboys as well losing drastically. Um, I mean, we've just had so many shocks this weekend and like shock scores, um, stuff that we just weren't expecting, um, which just goes to show, I think, you know, this year the kind of the doors and stuff are just wide open um of like there's no kind of really a standout team for me as of yet um that i think ah you know what they're going to definitely make the super bowl um because suddenly you know a team like the jags and stuff they'll just come and kind of beat the bills 9-6 and i'll think oh that's interesting imagine if that was like a playoff game um or something like that so who knows um but yeah those two games um like i I definitely had to go back on Game Pass kind of the next day and re-watch those, re-watch the highlights just to make sure that I kind of saw everything properly the night before, <laughs> um, just in a bit of a state of disbelief. Um, yeah. 
but to be fair to the Cowboys, um, obviously, I think their season this year, um, you know, they're doing just crackingly so much better than last year. Um, and it is kind of nice to see um, Dak Prescott kind of back, looking better than obviously, um, unfortunately, he was kind of last year when he went out with that injury. Um, so, you know what? I'd, it, you, even though those two games were kind of shocking and stuff, um, I do think kind of the Cowboys and the Bills will definitely bounce back from it. Um, but yeah, again, what like <laughs> I can't even describe it. Just what kind of what an outcome on both sides. <laughs> yeah, it was it was um, quite a shock. I mean, even the even the Bills when we played them the week before, there were signs that they weren't in good form because they, I think they had the bye week. I think they came back a bit rusty against us, and we held them to it was a three three and a half time. We really should have been at least. 9, 10, 13, 3 up with the mistake from Gazicki and the midfield goal from Sanders. So I think last week, even before we showed, we showed that game showed signs that they weren't exactly at their best. I think their run game is going to ultimately cost them in the playoffs. Um, but we talked about this. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think the Bills have to be worried about the run game. But I think both teams are going to be exactly fine. I think both teams are going to make the playoffs quite easily. And I think both teams are going to. Um, have a good season overall. Um, before we go on to nine o'clock state, there was one more game at six o'clock, and it was the Chargers beating the Eagles 27 24. Um, the next game we wanted to focus on was the game that a score that no one really thought of um, after the news of Kyler Murray's injury. Um, but Arizona Cardinals beat the 49ers 31 17 with Colt McCoy as their quarterback, uh, which was quite surprised me. Um, so on this one, um how good does this show the quality of this Cardinal side? They can go out and beat the 49ers, who have a good team, without their star quarterback. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Cardinals were, like, they were going to bounce back um, from that loss against the Packers. Um, I will still be very happy with that. Um, <laughs> no thanks to AJ Green. <laughs> no, no. But, hey, I mean, the Cardinals, they are a great team. Um, and, I mean, it just goes to show, with or without um, Kyler Murray at the helm, um, you know, these guys can pull a game out of the bag. Um, where, you know, whether it would be a different case um, against another team, maybe. Um, I think the 49ers, um, you know, teams do put up a fight and everything. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see the Cardinals playing, you know, maybe a stronger team on both the offence and the defence as well. Um, but, you know, I definitely have the Cardinals getting to the playoffs. Um, they're a str- really strong contender um, and obviously, um, what and stuff as well on defense and stuff. He just had a day, um, to be honest with you. Um, so it was kind of nice to see them kind of come back fighting and you know basically let people know um, that they that they're here, um, which is good. So yeah, yeah, they're definitely the next thing we want to focus on. Uh, apologies, Ash. It is the game that you didn't want to talk about the whole week. No. Um, <laughs> it's a game that I actually watched on airplane. Um, it was the <laughs> Chiefs um, who beat the um, Green Bay Packers 13-7. Um, only two touchdowns in the whole game. These came from Travis Kelsey and Alan Lazard. Um, also, the big news before the game was Aaron Rodgers' um, unvacc- catching COVID despite not and not being vaccinated. Um, mm. So, Jordan Love had his first career start. And he actually threw for more yards than Patrick Mahomes. Um, he threw for one touchdown, one pick, and 190 yards, whereas Mahomes threw for one touchdown, zero interceptions. Um, running game, Darrell Williams led it with 70 yards. Travis Kelsey was the best receiver with 68 yards. Chris Barnes had an excellent game for the Packers. He had mm-hmm. nine combined tackles. Uh, Rashawn Gary um, and Tyron Matthew both had sacks. Um, and also there was 
one, two, and uh, yeah, that was it. So, um, obviously, this came, this is a game got obviously close to your heart, Ash. Um, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the game? Um, and do you think you'd have won this game if Rogers was playing? Okay, so 100%. Yeah. Um, 100%. If Rogers was there, um, that's kind of in the bag straight away. Um, I mean, I will just say as well, the internet has gone wild for this. But did you see where the Chiefs put Jordan Love's mum and girlfriend? Like the no, I've, I've not seen this. Oh, my God. So, like, right up at the back, so far away. Um, like, oh, just kind of the memes coming out and everything were fantastic. Um, but, hey, you know what? Get somebody's mum closer to the game if it's your kind of debut NFL game is what I would mm-hmm. say. But hey, different story for another day. Um, I was really rooting for Jordan Love. Um, you know, I'm a Packers fan. Um, you know, I'm so here for Aaron Rodgers and stuff as well. But just because Aaron Rodgers isn't playing doesn't mean I'm not going to support kind of the next guy up. Um, my team is my team. Um, mm-hmm. I think... His first start definitely wasn't the prettiest. Um, you could tell, you know, you could tell it was his, his first start. Um, but I don't think it was kind of all all his fault, to be honest with you. Um, that loss and stuff that we had. Um, you know, special teams. Oh, my God, Mason Crosby. The man is going to give me a heart attack if he kind of fluffs a <laughs> field goal or a kick. Like, I've never kind of felt heart palpitations like that before in my life. Um, which was just insane. Um, but I mean, our defense turned up, um, you know, regardless of the loss and stuff, um, you know, it is, it is annoying. It's not such a painful loss though, in a way, um, because I was so impressed with our defense, mm-hmm. um, kind of just, they have just arrived. Um, I think that's been one of our biggest, um, kind of like faults, um, over the past couple of years as well, is that, you know, our defence, we can't defend against the run. Um, you know, we kind of make silly mistakes, let up on penalties and stuff. Um, but in Sunday's game, I was so impressed uh, with kind of everything that we were doing. Um, whether, you know, the Chiefs and stuff, um, their O-line and offence and stuff, whether they just, you know, aren't playing as good as they were last year as well, which might have kind of helped, I don't know. Um, but our defence is definitely one um, that really stood out for me. And kind of kept us in the game, um, I think, all the way to the end. I know it was a loss and stuff. But, I mean, both sides, we only scored one touchdown each, kind of like you said. It definitely wasn't a walkover. Um, But, yeah, I do think the outcome would have been extremely different if um, Aaron Rodgers was there. And I think I I heard a report and stuff afterwards. I think Patrick Mahomes, um, he sounded actually, like, really gutted um, that Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely would have loved to have seen that match up because that was our 17th um, game um, of this season as well. So it was our added extra one. Um, so that would have been nice um, to kind of just make it a little bit more kind of on the edge of my seat, um, kind of with excitement. Whereas, um, you know, I was kind of really gutted watching that game and just thinking, oh, God, this is just not OK to watch um, yeah. quite a lot of the time. Yeah. But you know what? Fair play to the Chiefs. A win is a win. Um, and, you know, this game, I think, is going to give the Packers um, definitely stuff to learn on, stuff to work on. They've got to go back to the drawing board. They definitely, oh, my God, they definitely have to give Jordan Love a lot more support as well. And um, that's a big thing. Um, but you know what? It's his opening game, his NFL debut. Um, so fair play to him. Um, you know, he could have done a lot worse, put it that way. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't agree more. And I think we actually we did an episode months ago now with um, Robin Fred from the Third and Goal podcast, um, where we went through the top 10 games to look out for in the season. And one of them, I'm pretty sure one of them would, would have been the, this Packers-Chiefs game because of the Rodgers-Mahomes matchup. And I think the, even in week six or five, we were probably all looking ahead to that week nine, thinking, oh, Rodgers against Mahomes, that's going to be really good to see. Mm. And unfortunately, we were robbed of that. And because of the AFC and NFC um, sort of divisions, I think we may be, unless they meet in the Super Bowl, it's very rare we'll, we might not see that again. We might not ever see... Because if Rogers retires in three or four years' time, we may never ever get to see Mahomes again Roger, against Rogers. I don't think they've played. Have they played in a regular season? I don't think they would have, would they? Or have they? No. Um, so it will kind long. of just be obviously um, a Super Bowl matchup now. Um, yeah. You're so right, though. Um, will we ever see kind of a Rogers Mahomes? Um, game again? It was kind of like the whole Brady um, Rogers um, scenario mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and unfortunately, we had to see him um, at the Bucks in that blooming NFC Championship game. <laughs> um, oh, God, but, that one, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I know. It's, honestly, I've never been emotional before during a sports game. I'm um, quite yeah, like yeah. that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, weirdly, like, I'm, yeah, usually I get, like, very t- depressed is a bit too excessive. But, you know, if I lose a game, I take it to heart. The next day, I'm sad, I'm moping around, um, you know, give myself like a bit of time to dwell on it. Um, But really kind of not after this game. I think maybe just because I wasn't, you know, I would have loved the win, definitely. I would have loved, kind of Jordan Love to come out and just blow people away. Um, But you know what? He hasn't been under um, Aaron Rodgers for that long. He definitely needs more time. Um, But the man has got skills and he's got talent, which is definitely there. Um, but if you look at kind of everybody else, if you look at big names, even like Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, for example, if you go kind of back to their stats for, I think, when they first started and their kind of opening games, opening seasons even, um, oh my God, they don't have like stuff that is blowing people away. Um, people were kind of questioning them as well. Um, so, you know, I wasn't, I'm not kind of like gutted over this loss. I'm not thinking to myself, oh my God, this is the end and the season's kind of over. Um, we're done and dusted because you know what who knows actually what is happening with Aaron Rodgers if he's going to play or not this Sunday as well um but you know I'm, I'm still here for the Packers they're still great in my eyes um you know they're still very much a team who is definitely in it to win it um but yeah this this game was a bit of a difficult one to watch um and it was a struggle not to kind of just slowly kind of close my laptop down at one point and just be like i know what the outcome's going to be i, d- I don't yeah, need to watch yeah. another two hours of this <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> um you mentioned actually about my home so actually if you ever want to have any sort of proof that you shouldn't take too much so um too much um importance in sort of college tape and draft picks is that if you watch any of the youtube videos now you get of um due to the modern day yeah it is there's a lot of videos on YouTube when people like on these American talk shows, they they sort of criticise the Chiefs for drafting Mahomes. If it is, there's low, if you, if you YouTube Chiefs draft Mahomes reaction, you get a lot of people um, are saying, oh, why have they re- it's a reach to get him this high? Why have they got him? And Alex Smith is there. There's loads of content about that. So it's quite interesting to see that and just how how much he's turned into the player he is, albeit not in recent form, but overall in his career. It's incredible to see how many people doubted him in, in the draft. Um, and you mentioned before about um, pain watching games. I mean, I spent a lot of pain when I went to watch the um, Dolphins Jaguars at London. That's the last time in a while I've been that gutted after a game, and that was an excruciating way to finish a game. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and um, you know what though, like everybody, I think gets a bit of like shtick and stuff when they're first drafted, especially as a QB, kind of taking over from somebody else. Um, mm. I mean, fans definitely, um, you know, hold players and stuff dear to their heart. I think more than they actually realise as well. Um, but yeah, no, some of the comments that I have seen from people. Um, I think like, you know what, 95% of them, you know, we're all here for kind of Jordan Love. We want him to do well. We want him to succeed. Um, you know, hearing reports and stuff from training camps and everything um, and kind of, you know, camp um, training stuff during the week even. Um, you know, he's a great guy. He's a great QB, great talent and stuff. What's not to kind of root for and what's not to kind of like about him and everything. Um, so fingers crossed that he can kind of, you know, learn from, you know, other people and stuff in the league right now, like the Patrick Mahomes, like the Brady's. Um, even the Josh Allens, Kyler Murray's, like everybody out there, he's got so much talent and stuff to kind of look at, take um, lessons from them and stuff um, and gain that experience and everything. So, um, you know, it all comes down to, um, you know, practice makes perfect and everything as well. So fingers crossed for him. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, talking of good quarterbacks, uh, well, was good quarterbacks, um, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. On Monday Night Football, beat the Chicago Bears 29-27, um, thanks to a, a last-minute field goal from Chris Boswell. Um, but the final game we want to talk about is Sunday Night Football. Somewhat a, a very surprising result, um, as the Los Angeles Rams lost the Tennessee Titans uh, 28-16 in the SoFi Stadium. Um, looking at the stats for this game, it was... Um, obviously, we saw Adrian Peterson get a touchdown. Um one of the best running backs of all time, he joined the Titans this week and he got his first rushing touchdown for the team. Uh, Matt, Stafford had, had, Matt Stafford had a difficult afternoon. He had one touchdown, two interceptions, whereas Ryan Tannehill had one touchdown, passing, one interception and one rushing touchdown. Um, also in this game, in terms of rushing yards, Dower Henderson had 55 yards uh, and then receiving-wise, Robert Woods had 98 but it was defence where Tennessee particularly impressed. Um, Kevin Byard got his first ever career pick six. Um, and also Jeffrey Simmons had three sacks in this game. And Danica Autry had one and a half. Um, and there was 12 combined tackles from Tennessee's Amari, who, uh, Amari Hooker. Um, I think for me personally, I think still the Rams are still contenders. I don't think this loss means anything towards their playoff hopes. I think they were playing against the top-ranked team in the AFC, uh, which is amazing to see considering they did lose Derek Henry for what seems at least the whole of the regular season. Um, I'm going to ask it now, whilst on our final game. Um, on current form, on, at this time and present, what is your Super Bowl matchup in February? Oh, my God. I'm so still here for a Packers-Bills Super Bowl. Oh. I, wanted it, <laughs> I wanted it last year, and I'm here for it again this year. Um, that is kind of my dream. I'm rooting for it. I want it to happen. Um, so Josh Allen and the Bills, they need to come back from this unnecessary loss um, and just kind of do me a favour on that side of things whilst the Packers make gains in the NFC. Um, so if anybody of them is listening, um, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, that would be great. But um, you know what? It's... It's such a funny season. Every, like I said earlier, every kind of time I think to myself, great, this team's looking good. They're Super Bowl bound. Fantastic. They lose drastically <laughs> like the following week. And I'm like, oh, um, that's interesting. That's kind of like not okay. And then somebody else kind of takes the spotlight. Um, like it's just such an open playing field, I think, at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um 
but you know I would I would really like to see a Packers Bills um Super Bowl and to be honest and I will always say this you know he's great um he's got so many rings and everything but you know Tom Brady give somebody else a chance at the Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl that would be fantastic thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I, I love Tom Brady but I think I could speak forever on that It'd be nice to see someone else lift, lift the Lombardi. But yeah. for, me, for, for me personally, I think the Rams and Packers are contenders in, in the NFC. But I, for me, I can't see anyone but the Buccaneers on the NFC. I think the AFC is wide open, but I think the NFC, there are probably three really good teams. I can't see being anyone but those three who re- represent in the NFC in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But the AFC is so, so wide open. I think on current form, I'd have the Ravens down. And I think they're playing good form, but... Obviously, anyone who listened to last week's podcast will know what I'm about to say. I still think the Chiefs are going to make it. I think, yes. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. This has been one of my hot takes, which has been getting a lot of mix of views on Twitter and stuff like that. But I just think that I think they're going to make it for a while. I think they make it for a wild card. I don't think they'll win the division. I think, but even now, I think the Chargers have been inconsistent recently. Same with the Raiders. I think the AFC West is still up for grabs. They're not, I think they're level on wins with the Raiders, if not one behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that. I think they'll, they'll 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 stumble through they'll stumble through the finish line to get into the playoffs, whether that's winning the AFC West or the wild card. And I, I just think that there's, there's bound to be some plays they're saving up for their playoffs. There's bound to be something they're saving up, and I think that on the defense it's, it's been awful, but I think Spagnola's defense always improved throughout the season. Um, and I just think that you know if they get they they got the most experience out of anyone in the playoffs in the AFC right now, and I just think that um, personally I, th- I think I just think they're gonna improve as the season goes on because the Patriots always struggled every year you'd always see them lose a few games and you'd go yeah see American TV shows going is this the end of the Patriots dynasty and stuff like that and they'd go on a good run and win games and I think even the Buccaneers weren't anything special until week nine or ten last year they were very inconsistent so I, I just think personally I think on current form it should be the Ravens I think they're the, probably the best team right now in the AFC but I just think that it's all about how you play in January, not September. So I do think that definitely the Chiefs will make the playoffs somehow in some way, and then they'll just <laughs> ha- have a good three or four games to get there. But I think the Buccaneers will win it all. I, I think that Oof. they'll they'll be will be back to back champions. But I hope for me personally, I've always said if it's not my Dolphins, I want it to be two teams who've never made the Super Bowl before or won it before. So hopefully, oh, see, I would love that. That would be great. Um, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how good yeah. would they? Um, I always think how good would a Browns Lions Super Bowl be? Two really um, franchises that have been oh, struggling over last that'd be amazing but it'd be a one-sided affair but I think it'd be good to see two teams who um, haven't won it before just make it so I think something like the Titans against who's not won it in the NFC um, the Lions the, yeah the oh, Lions no. yeah, Dan Campbell was, um, produced a wonderful comeback if that happened but yeah mm. maybe like maybe um, maybe Panthers against um Titans or something like that would be it would be amazing because I think there's actually one year in the NFL I think it's the year the Buccaneers won it where three of the four teams had them won it I think it was Jacksonville the Raiders Buccaneers and someone else uh, who hadn't actually won it before so that was sounds like an amazing season to be where you knew it, it may be the new winner but but yeah we, we digress and finally my, my final point I wanted to go through with you Ash before we do end the podcast is of course who is your at the moment your MVP vote going to Oh, okay. So I'm. Um, we are actually covering this on Endzone um, this Sunday. Mm. So I've been spending my day thinking about who I want for. You said MVP, didn't you? Just MVP, yeah. Yeah, just MVP. Yeah. Just MVP. Yeah. So at the moment, at the halfway point of this season, 
if I had to give him an MVP award out now, um, I would actually choose Matt Stafford. Um, I know. And, I mean, I will lay into him un- until, you know, my time is up on this beautiful planet, uh, that he was a lion before um, moving. But you know what? He is having a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think... Um, Oh my god! Quote me if I'm wrong on this, but I do think he is the current um, leader in—is it passing yards? Um, have a look, let's have a look. Um, my NFL th- knowledge coming into play. I do think he's currently leading it. Oh, he is. Yeah, Tom Brady second, Car third, yeah. but Mahomes actually is fourth. But um, yeah, Stafford number one with two hundred two thousand seven hundred seventy-one yeah. yards. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, I know obviously you've got to have a great team around you as well. Um, and I think you mentioned earlier, um, you know, his matchup and stuff with Cooper Cup. Great. I mean, that is just a match made in heaven. Oh. He is a field day in Los Angeles away from Detroit. Um, but, you know, he he looks great. Um, I would happily give him the MVP award now. Um, other people, though, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson, he is carrying this Ravens team. Mm. He really is. Um, he's like, but you know what? I think ever since I was a fan of the NFL and started out, um, started out watching it and everything, um, Lamar Jackson, like he's just always been kind of in the MVP um, kind of, you know, candidate category, basically. Um, but yeah, but you know what? I would happily um, see a non-QB get the MVP award mm, this year. Me too. Um, I think it's, it's always gone to a quarterback, which is fantastic. Um, but I'm always here for somebody to break the mold. Um, something needs to happen because there's nothing, there's no rule that it's always got to go to a QB. I think that's mm. just the way they've done things. Um, so you know what? I'm here for Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah. um, heavily biased, obviously, with my Green Bay Packers. Um, but the man is great. And I think he's just going to, like, the rest, I know he's been out, obviously, um, with COVID and stuff, um, sadly. But he's going to have a fantastic season. Um, and, you know, personally, um, you know, I do think he is the best wide receiver in the league. Um, some people will call me biased in that. But, I mean, his stats and the facts and stuff, mm-hmm. they just don't lie. The man is great. So, um, if there is a non-QB that's going to get the award, I would love to see Devontae Adams get it. Yeah, I think, for me, I, I love. I always like to see someone different. I think that if you haven't got injured, I think Derek Henry was in with a great child to win the award. I think he was... Oh, that Jenny, would have been such a good shout, yeah. Yeah, I think he, Jenny, was playing so well, and I think he is the heartbeat of that team. And then look at the awards, it's called the most valuable player, and he is so valuable to that team. Um, so I think he'd have been one of the favourites if he hadn't got injured. I think now that's probably that's definitely out the window. I think the most exciting to watch is Kyler Murray, and I think he might get the award because it's, it's someone different. But I would personally, I know it's, it's a boring choice, but I would pick Tom Brady. Uh, I think he's just been excellent this year. I think he's just been pretty much, if you see the Saints game, pretty much flawless this year. So that's who I'd give it to. But I think I think the award will go to someone like Kyler Murray. If if he comes back and plays well, maybe the Mark Jackson could win it again. Uh, but yeah, that, that's who I picked, Tom Brady. But that does conclude our podcast for this week. So thank you, Ash, for coming on once again. Um, that's quite fine. And we'll be back next week for our Week 10 review. So I've been your host, Andy, and this has been our guest, Ash and the NFL.